This is Stephen Dominguez from the Science Faction Podcast, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Soren with the Magic Our Way Podcast. My name is Mr. Mononymous, and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. We'll begin boarding in just a few minutes, but first I'd like to acquaint you with the rest of your flight crew. First, we have your pilot and co-pilots, Kevin and Danny. These artistic buffs will launch you from New Orleans to soar over all things Disney. Your entertainment director is Ivory Comics proprietor Eli. Be sure to check your in-flight magazine for a sneak peek at his comic, Project Geisha. Nice work, pal. Soon you'll be airborne. If you or your little aviators would like to reach the flight crew at any time, be sure to check out magicourway.com, where you can find links to Facebook, Twitter, email, or send in a voicemail. And, of course, you can book your next Soren flight with your platinum-level earmarked travel agent, Lee Lastavica, from Magical Moments Vacations. Remember, you've got a friend in Lee. Okay, let's review. Kevin, Danny, Eli Lee, Artistic Buffs, Disney stuff. Anything else? Oh, yeah. Chombo, everyone. Rambe. Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Sante Sun, everyone. You're listening to the Magic Our Way Podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are Artistic Bus talking about Disney stuff, and this is the show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicRoy.com is where you can find us. My name is Kevin. And I am Danny. And on the show, we follow the Disney concept of edutainment where you focus on your entertainment, and along the way, you just might learn a thing or two. Hey, hey, hey. And as always, to join in our discussion, we have our resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? Good, good, man. It's a good night to record you guys. How y'all feeling? I'm feeling good, man. Soulful. Soulful. Right on. That's what I bring to the table. Full of soul. <laughs> Full of so soul. So we here. Yeah. De la soul. De la soul. <laughs> well, that and the three-letter abbreviation that Kevin keeps bringing up. From the soul. That's for off the air. Yeah, you can't yes. put that on the table. No, you can't. You could. Well, you could, but then Kevin would be very distracted. And yes. the show would be over. Yeah, yeah and the show would be done. Yeah, That's and it. you might break the table. There you go. Magic out. Magic out. <laughs> table done. And in comes Lee, a resident travel agent from Magical Moments Vacations, the Shaggy TA. How you doing, sir? Gentlemen, very good. How are you guys enjoying your day? The Hi. hell? What's wrong with you? You high? Well, doing. I good. am good. the bomb. How are you? Magic. How are this you? is like the sloth from are you uh, practicing Zootopia. Your dramatic pauses? No, he's he's auditioning for the role of sloth in Zootopia, the musical. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant the Goonies. <laughs> yeah, Goonies. <laughs> Say sloth love chunk. I can't. I can't do the. I can't do the truffle shuffle. If, if anyone's interested. Sloth love. Well, that's a YouTube video. <laughs> chunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anyone's curious, Eli and I are drinking Corona Extra because why not? Yeah. Uh, coronavirus and scurvy at the same. Well, time. no coronavirus, but I put a lime in there, so that fixes everything. Right. Fight it. Yeah, that's right. Fight it tonight. So, so we do, are. Do you want to explain this? Well, why are y'all? What, what is the idea behind drinking Corona? And how are y'all standing up to the coronavirus? I don't understand. No, well, there, apparently there's uh, messages going around that people aren't buying this beer because of the coronavirus. Really? Yes. Wow. Very, very uh-huh. interesting. Yes. Uh, so uh, just to point out how stupid they are. 
I decided to buy Corona and drink it, and uh, they, I'll see y'all next week. I'm right there behind <laughs> you. A damn thing gonna happen to me. I wish you would have told me that. Let me wear my surgical mask while we're recording. That. Oh, I already blessed you. I kind of threw a little. Welcome I don't know. to the Nordic Coffee Hour. So, guys, if you're listening to the show, crack open a Corona, pop in a lime, and uh, join us in this awesome adventure down the rabbit hole in which we discuss two things. Two things of most awesomeness. Number one, we're talking about the tale of two Bobs. Yes. Bob Iger, Bob Chapek, Bob the First, and Bob the Bratwurst. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bob the Second. <laughs> it just rhymed. I went for the sausage joke, but that doesn't make sense. Double Bob. And then also today, guys, as you're listening to the show, hopefully you're listening to it today, are we, uh, our Wandu Wednesday, March 4th, man. You know what opens? What opens today? What, you, what opens, guys? You know. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, yeah, man. So with the oh. Hollywood Studios, a new attraction opens up. And we have uh, a certain someone to join us, a, a one known as Maggie, that'll tell us about her experience on this particular attraction. So the day it opens, you're going to hear all about it. There's a little bit of a spoiler-free segment, but mostly it's spoiler-filled. So listen to the news story. Hopefully, you know, for me... The spoilers don't really ruin anything because it's a totally different experience when you actually experience it. I love spoilers. I love it too. Because I might die tomorrow. You're right. I'm, I'd rather know now. I might die drinking this beer. You could. I could. And thank you for exposing us all. I am. <laughs> it's still yeah, refreshing yeah. though. Bless you, my sons. Bless you. Bless oh, you. no, it's man. You just splatter. That's the ball. Your face, neck, and chest. <laughs> no. I, I coronavirus <laughs> on your face, neck, and chest. But yeah, I... You never know what could happen. Do I need to go to bed at night? Not. I, I'm. I'm going to be riding this thing in a month. A lot mm-hmm. can happen in a month. A well, lot think, can happen in a month. I think I'm going to be riding this thing in a month. I could show up over there and it breaks down on the one day I can ride it. But refurbishment, refurb, refurb, refurb. refurb. Yeah, no. I. I <laughs> it, it, look, especially attraction like this. Spoilers aren't going to ruin this for me. No. Yeah, spoilers usually don't ruin it for me. Uh, no. It makes me more excited to do it. So, in fact, yeah, like when we get into the discussion with Maggie, uh, I'm sitting here listening to it. and I'm like, that doesn't sound all that great, unless they're able to pull it off in the way that it. Because I mean, you know, basically, she's yeah. saying that you're staring at a screen a good portion of the time. Yeah. So to really feel the effect of being in danger or immersed in it fully, right? Um, You've you've got to be able to pull that off with some good tech and some good storytelling. And guys, if you listen to this that little segment, you might actually find out if they pull it off. It's all about Maggie. So guys, enough of our jibber jabber. Let's go discuss some magic. Here we are on the queue, and this is a segment in which we get to discuss the news of the Disney day. And boy, guys, man, this past week, there was so much news that happened in the world of Disney, man, from like all the ride malfunctions and whatnot. But we're going to narrow it down to the one big thing Mm -hmm. that that happened during this past week between our last show that was released and this show that's been released. And that's the fact that Bob Iger stepped down as chief executive of the Walt Disney Company. And then replacing him was Bob Chapek. So Bob, Bob and Bob. <laughs> Bob the first, Bob. Bob the worst. Bob the worst. <laughs> kind of like Pope. Soon to be known as Bob the worst. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hi, my name is Daryl. This is my other brother, Daryl. <laughs> kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, so he's stepping down as chief executive, but he's going to remain on as executive chairman, and at least until the end of next year. 
to to direct creative endeavors. So I guess this is to finish out all the stuff he probably was started with the 50th, I guess, I'm assuming, of Walt Disney World, amongst other things, I'm sure. But um, yeah, uh, it's needless to say, it was a surprise to a lot of people, uh, especially to this BBC article that we'll post in our show notes. Uh, a lot of people were surprised by this thing. And uh, in a statement, uh, Bob Iger said that this was the optimal time to begin to hand over control of the company to a new leader. So he felt like, you know, while he's ending out on top, you know, what, you know, what's happened recently with Riser's Resistance and soon to be Mikey's Runaway Railway, I guess he feels pretty good. And hey. Galaxy's Edge, you know, he feels like he's good. What do y'all think? I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, They're yeah. in the middle of an international crisis. crisis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I don't see how this could be the optimal time to go out. I mean, generally, when you're stepping down, there's a, there's a secession plan in place to where a, a, a date is set in time that this is when the transition of power will take place. Until then, we'll be grooming so-and-so to lead a six. You don't normally see this where somebody just like, yep, your job, go for it. I mean, dude's got two years, almost two years, I should say, left on his contract. Uh, the 50th is, uh, you know, about a, what, a little bit more than a year away at this point. I mean, I don't, I don't know. The timing just seemed abrupt. It seemed sudden. The... Uh, Issues with the coronavirus. I mean, Galaxy's Edge. Uh, well, that's the thing, right? Maybe it's the coronavirus. It's like, ooh, yeah. Okay, time to go. <laughs> How do you fix that? Oh, no. Shanghai closed. Ooh, But dang, if you're the Disney stockholders, aren't you like, hey, a <laughs> Can you wait a minute? I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, I don't see how that is optimum timing if you're a shareholder right now. Well, the optimum time, time for Bob the first. Yeah. Yeah, well, Bob the first thing, so. You want to get the hell out. I'm, go- I'm not high. doing this whole thing, but I'm going to just hang around in the background and finish a couple of these things. Well, I'll give you my exactly. advice as long as I'm not the one that's responsible on paper. Yeah, but that is- crew, yeah. Coronavirus, never forget it. Shanghai closed. What? Uh, okay, I'm going. I'm yeah, but, and that's not his fault. I mean, nobody saw that coming, but I, I get it. Nobody saw uh, this coming either. That's, yeah. And for the record, we're still in drinking Corona Extra, as I mentioned <laughs> in the introduction, uh, with lime to counteract lime. the coronavirus. Yes. Yeah, but that, it, the whole thing seems, it just seems wrong. Something's up. It just doesn't feel right that this would happen so suddenly. Be comfortable with him finishing out his whole terms? Would you rather? No, I'd, I'd be comfortable if they would have made an announcement. Um, in six months, so and so's taken over. You know, JPEG, okay, fine. In six months, JPEG's taken over. Uh, that'll give us time to address the coronavirus issue, put a plan in place, uh, you know, do a little bit more of a peaceful transition power, get everything ready for the 50th, all that good stuff that goes along with it. I, I, I just don't understand the need for this to be. Active as immediately, effective immediately. He's the CEO. I, I'm I'm stepping back to focus on creative endeavors. When if you read this guy's autobiography, he tells you I'm not a creative. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, we knew that coming in too. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of people that knew that he wasn't a creative. He, he's always cop to that. So I don't know. Something just. It, something seems weird with the timing. I'm waiting for a sex scandal to break at any moment, Oof. or or something. I know something on Why Twitter. Is post, happening. Yeah. Something on Twitter posted. He's like, you know, people thinking, oh, maybe he's running for president. <laughs> I've seen that? that as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, Why not? Why not? <laughs> I, Why I, not? I don't think so. I mean, he still he says he's staying on for another year. You need to get into the if you get involved in the political race. You kind of start needing to get in there now. Like now, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's happening. But no, I, no, probably I, not. I could be wrong. There's something, something seems amiss here. But having said that, so what do y'all think about JPEG? 
Because I know a lot of people don't like him. <laughs> Parks and resorts? Yeah, the biggest complaint, I guess, is the whole IP thing, right? You know, that could be everything that's going to be introduced is going to be related to something or other now versus something original. Is the arguments that I see. Isn't that... That, that is, hasn't that been the way? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say for quite yeah. some time. I mean, what, it's like what, the Mandalorian. That has been the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do we know that that wasn't Iger's directive and Chapek was just following along with it? I mean, I'm sure I've, I've seen interviews where he's mirrored those sent, those sentiments, but mm-hmm. how do we know he's not following the company line? Right. I don't know, and I'm, I'm not saying he's going to deviate from it in any way, shape, or form. I'm just confused as to why people believe that he was calling all the shots when it comes to parks and the, the ultimate parks and resorts. Well, I was going to say parks and, re- and recreation, actually. Parks and recreation. Like, that's yeah. the wrong thing. Parks and resorts. Yeah. Parks that's and what resorts. I'm thinking of. Um, I mean, that, that's a credit I will give him. At least he's coming from that vantage point instead of like an executive view, like Paramount with uh, Eisner and, uh, you know, this guy. From, mm-hmm. I don't know where the hell he came from. Weatherman. <laughs> kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah, well, that's funny, right? He's a weatherman. I guess he forecasted the storm coming and got out. <laughs> <laughs> so, real quick on Chapek's background. Uh, so, prior to joining Disney in 1993, Chapek worked in brand management at H.J. Hines Company and then in advertising at J. Walter Thompson. So, he's good with ketchup? He's good with ketchup. <laughs> he was the one that made them pull all them ketchup packets in. <laughs> there you go. In Casey's. Interesting. <laughs> Damn it. He was behind it the whole time. That Chapek. Ha cha cha. Caught you. Anyway, so that's, anyway, yeah. so that's how he started prior to going to Disney. Then he started his career in Disney Home Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was responsible for those controversial direct to video sequels. No. Oh, you remember perf- those? That's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> so he, got his, he got his bad luck out early. That's what we're going to do. I wouldn't say it's bad luck. I wouldn't say it's bad luck. Those things did just fine. I mean, he knew how to capitalize on... Albeit not great, but... No, no, they weren't. (laughs) Quality-wise, no, not not the best, but... He builds off a name that already exists. He he knows how to identify something that's doing well, and like, how can we capitalize on that? Like, now. Yeah, I'll give him credit for that. Like, maybe he'll do stuff now versus, like, waiting a year and a day. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like American Idol shebang. Yes. Hopefully so. But you have statistics and numbers and polls and, you know, studies. I mean, you have enough numerical. Well, that's you know, a backup. Bob. That's the Bob Iger model. There is the uh, statistics and studies. And before you know it, it's been eight years since the movie came out. And no one cares anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, that's, that's totally fair. Striking while the iron's hot means something. He also helped implement the limited release Disney vault strategy. If y'all remember, this. I do remember that. Yes, the movies going back into the vault, not to be seen for a while. Until right, they come out. it was kind of borrowing from the company's theatrical business model that they used to have, where the film would come out and then every like, you know, it would disappear for like seven years and it would come back. So to make something more of a hot commodity, it was like, oh, you get well, you better get it now or else it's going back in the vault. And that strategy worked. Say what you will, it worked. <laughs> People were going nuts over that. I gotta get it. Going back in the vault. It's gonna be gone. It's gonna be <laughs> stuck in there with Song of the South. And you're never gonna see it again. I need it. I need it. Uh, then he became the president of distribution at Walt Disney Studios for about two years. In 2011, he moved to Disney uh, Consumer Products. 
and he oversaw mobile games like the Disney Infinity uh, games. Y'all remember that with the little figures that you put put on the little. Yep, oh, yep, okay. yep, yep. We own that. That was very popular. He oversaw the merchandising of Frozen, which went off like gangbusters. And then in 2015, Chase Pep became chairman of Disney Parks and Resorts. Coincidentally enough, though, in 2018, Disney dismantled its consumer products division and folded it into the Disney Parks umbrella, which now allowed JPEG to oversee both parks and consumer products all over again. So he got his hands back on consumer products. Uh, I so, really like that job. I want that back under my umbrella. And he, have it. he made it happen. Let him have man. it. <laughs> Let him have it. That's what I guess Bob the First said. So while running Disney Parks, JPEG uh, opened Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, a lot of people hit him up for cutting live entertainment, interactive characters, the third attraction that you were supposed to get riding on the back of some giant woolly beast. And, um, of course, the actual restaurant offering, the, the dinner theater type thing that was, you know, because Ogus Cantina was supposed to be like um, the lounge area of what was supposed to be a bigger restaurant. And Bob gets the blame for cutting all that. He also redid uh, Pixar Pier, uh, Paradise Pier, Paradise Pixar Pier. Pier. Yep. And interestingly enough, in one of the interviews that I saw, Bob Iger stated that he and Chapek disagreed over the retheming of California Screaming into the Coaster because Bob the First hated the name, didn't like Coaster, but eventually he conceded. Hmm. Wow. Which goes to show that, again, CEO heavily involved. I mean, that's the thing. Now, him and the two Bobs butted two Bobs. heads, and the bald-headed bastard won. And he got his Incredicoaster because he convinced Iger. But, I mean, that just goes to show you that to see, I mean, I think it's kind of like a good cop, bad cop thing. I think a lot of people are like, ooh, we don't like JPEG because he's in charge of parks and resorts, and they're cutting live entertainment. And they're cutting, you know, uh, attractions. We're not getting the full uh, breadth of, w- of what we should have gotten. And that's what gets pegged with, right? Is ruining the guest experience a lot. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I, I it's, it's what came first, the chicken or the egg? I, I don't know. Is he? You don't know act- if it's all his fault, right? Is, is right. he acting unilaterally? I doubt it. No. Has he been given a company directive? I, I, I would imagine. Anything that, that, especially in something as, as huge as, as Galaxy's Edge, anything like that would have needed corporate approval. And there had to be a budget in mind, and per- particularly after the second movie, where things were kind of looking like, oh boy, <laughs> this isn't going as well as we had hoped it would have gone. Maybe there was a moment in there because, I mean, we were all excited when we saw D23. It's like it's going to be interactive and, you know, the bounty hunter is going to be after you if you crash the Millennium Falcon and all this cool stuff. And then we show up over there and it's like, this isn't this isn't all that good. Galaxy's Edge wasn't really anything all that impressive until Ride the Resistance came along and made it now a, two, a must do. Something substantial. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about a must do because I think you can walk right in and walk right out. If you just ride Rise of the Resistance, I don't think you need to go visit. Oh, I thought you meant like Rise of the Resistance made it like you got to uh, made, made was the must do that you had to go to Galaxy's Edge for. It it put it on the map is what it did, and it made it significant, but it didn't by association make the entire area better. Better, right? Exactly. I mean, it doesn't make uh, the lack of a real good signature restaurant, you know, not noticeable. It doesn't make the fact that Ogus Cantina is cool, but after about 10 minutes, you're kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of 
bored with this. I mean, how many times are we going to pay $20 for a drink? (laughs) (laughs) And that constantly going in your head. Right. While standing the entire time and not having a place to sit. I mean. Mm. um, Good times. Good times. Right. (laughs) So I don't know. I mean. The dude's uh, he's he's overseeing he oversaw the new vision of Epcot as well and and was involved in the opening of Shanghai Disney so I mean I don't know enough to be able to judge this man yet I'm not saying he's not the villain that a lot of people made him out to be I'm not saying that he's going to be a, a, a great CEO going forward I'm just I'm I'm willing to give him a chance Well, it's more like a devil you know kind of thing. You know, well, as as I like, don't know about Bob. that. Well, I don't say as far as like Bob, like, you know, we've done you know, different stories like, you know, uh, Bob Iger threw out, you know, this property or, you know, thanks for getting Marvel. Thanks for getting Star Wars. But then we also have topics we've talked about when we talked about the price increases and whatnot. So mm-hmm. now you just have a completely different guy coming in and he's just been kind of running tandem with that. So you're more like, well, what, we don't know what will happen once this guy goes ahead and takes the reins. I mean, I would hope that he makes things a little more manageable for the uh, the average Joe uh, as far as, like, financial incentives are concerned. So that would be that would be cool, you know, something to see. But as far as what he already has, I mean, you have Star Wars, you have Marvel, you have Pixar, Lucasfilm. I mean, you know what I mean? You have everything already kind of set sure. for you. So you can't really... You can't really blow that, so hopefully he has a better time frame of how to implement something like that and make it more effective, or at least keep the status quo with it. See, I don't have a very good opinion of Bob Iger as CEO of Disney. I know a lot of people do, and it's not that I think Iger screwed up Disney, but I think a lot of the things that are being attributed to JPEG uh, probably more belong... (laughs) Right in Bob's lap. I mean, you don't get to spend as much money as Bob did acquiring all the Pixar and Marvel and Star Wars without having to pay for it somehow. Yeah. And spending kind of stop. I mean, we we used to talk about it all the time that, that there really wasn't. I mean, maybe once every four or five years you got an attraction at Disney where it's like, oh, I got to go see that. Now you're starting to see a lot more come about. And and look, hey, it, it, since JPEG's been in charge of, of parks and resorts, you're starting to, to see a return to dark rides. I mean, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway sounds amazing. That mm-hmm. sounds like it's going to be something next level, something you're not going to be able to go ride at Universal for sure. I mean, this isn't a cookie cutter attraction. This isn't like a simulator thing. Stick them in front of a computer screen and, oh, look, look now you're it's soaring around the world or it's soaring over Avatar land or wherever <laughs> the hell it is. This is something, Rise of Resistance, next level. The, the Disney Pirates ride in Shanghai, next level. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're starting to see some really cool attractions. So, I mean, if you're going to if you're going to get on this guy like, oh, well, he was in charge of parks and resorts when all this budget cutting and cost cutting was taking place. Well, to give him, you got to give him credit for the, the, the successes. Yeah, that's true. He brought back Spider-Man from Sony. Well, I don't know that he had anything to do with bringing Spider-Man back. That was probably. I'm sorry, Bob. The first. Yes, Bob, Bob the, the first. first. There's two Bobs. Bob the first. Right, two, Bob. two Bobs. Two Bobs walking to a bar. One says, I'm going to own the place. The other one says, I'll wait in line. Yeah. What about Bob? Hey. Bobs. Who, Bob who? Bobo. 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 Dos Bobs. Dos Bobs. That's another. He got he got uh, slammed for Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And I thought that that was a brilliant redo. Yeah, I like that. I mean, he didn't have anything to do with how the original Tower of Terror was built. I mean, it, 
I, I thought the redo of that was was brilliant. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. The most he could do is really check a box, right? Bob the first. I'm yeah. Saying, yeah, I mean, if it's not for him, you don't have Disney Plus. So, uh, I mean, there's a couple of shows we were able to pull off from that. So, thank you, Bob the first. <laughs> <laughs> what did y'all think about Pixar Pier? That's another thing you get slammed on. I thought Pixar Pier was fine. I had no issue with that head of turkey. I didn't, that didn't, the recipe. I didn't, it didn't bother me enough. No. No, yeah, it was good. I mean, still, still the kind I, mean, I never of the same saw the original, before. but. I mean, it still felt the same. I yeah, it, it really, felt the same it's to me. Still carnivaly, you know, boardwalky. I, I felt like they went out of their way to kind of give it more of an identity. They're like, okay, well, we need to give a cohesive one. Exactly. Yeah. We need to make sure this all kind of ties in together. This is going to be a place for Pixar. And I think they basically looked at it and said, well, what can't we get rid of? Toy Story Mania. Okay, cool. So Pixar then? All right, cool. And then they, they went from there. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm willing to give the guy a chance. Do I have high hopes? Of course not. How many, how many but, years or months do you give him before you actually formulate a piece, whether this guy, uh, Bob Jr. or Bob, 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 Dose? Bob the second, Bob, the Dose second. Bob, a lot Bob of his mama side, Pope John yeah. Bob the second, Pope John. <laughs> a lot of people are saying that, you know, this is an ideal time for Iger to get out. I think this is the ideal time for Chapek. Chapek is going to come out of this a lot better, I think, than, than Iger is. Because mm -hmm. who doesn't know that the coronavirus thing happened on Iger's watch? Right. You know, not, not that it was Bob's fault, but Bob the first. Not that it was his fault or anything like that, but that he, like, yeah, this is going on. I'm out. So, I mean, everyone's going to kind of give this guy some... Slack. Some slack. It's like, oh, shoot, you kind of got slammed with this. And then now we're redoing Epcot and to boot. The 50th is coming up. I mean, by that time, hopefully the coronavirus thing will have all cleared up. And then mm -hmm. now you're stepping into that. And the only thing he's got to worry about is, you know, Marvel and, and Star Wars. Uh, those movies have kind of run their course and those franchises kind of need new direction. Well, they've got new properties now. So hopefully, yeah, he could do something. He's going to incorporate that. that. So I don't know. I think Chapek is going to have a decent enough start to his career. I mean, I, I don't like the way the transition was done, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to give Bob Chapek a chance, mainly because, like I said, I was never a big Iger fan. I don't like really much of anything he did, to be quite honest. I would say uh, you have a point on uh, him getting Bob C. That's what I'm stick with. Bob, Bob I and Bob C. Oh, Bob the go. first, Bob the second. How about that? I like them both. I just, Bob one, Bob two. Bob one, Bob two. <laughs> two Bobs. Tweedle Bob and Tweedle Bum. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> Ricky Bobby one. Bobby Bobby D and Bobby Dumb. Bobby D, Bobby C. Well, okay. okay. I, I, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no. Uh, I think with the Slack part, um, most of the time, right, somebody comes in somewhere and they say, okay, like you said, they'll give them some Slack, but then that's like got to be within a year period just to see what his gameplay would be. I would, mm -hmm. I would estimate. And then like, Probably like that second year, that's when they're going to be like, okay, all this other stuff is shaking off. What are you going to do about it? How are you going to make us more money? You know, the old, old mid stockholders are breathing down your neck. You know, Bob well, that, C, that's what you're gonna do? Where it's going to be telling. It's how the, the money goes. So basically. you give it, would you give it that second year then? You give him slack on the first year since this transition is happening. Sure. And you see what's up on the second year. Do you judge from there? Probably so. I mean, if you within the first year, you give it taking off remnants of the. Of the Iger years, you know, the stuff stuff still happening, the stuff that's already been going. After that, it's all him. Yeah, you know, it's it's like when you, uh, there's a football team, there's a new coach. You still have a lot of good players, and she may have one good year, and then after that, it's all the coach. Or like a presidency or a pre Oh yeah, I don't get into politics, but yeah, I mean, I give it the second year, so I'd be cool with the first year, but the second year, I would like to see 
uh, what would transpire. I think most people who've been following along with Disney keeps waiting for that that drop off the cliff. But this is really, I mean, it's an exciting time to go to Disney. It's an expensive time to go to Disney, and let's see how he combats that. But, I mean, the new attractions that they are opening over there are now must-see. This isn't your standard little typical boat ride or simulator-style attraction. What they are doing is something brand new. I hear the simple boat rides are sinking. <laughs> it's an immersive experience. <laughs> only a foot. It's only know, a foot. Only a foot into it. Yeah, that's a funny thing. You know, yeah, what, after this happened, of course, JPEG took over. The you know, things started happening in the parks, mm-hmm. and I just thought it was funny because it's like, okay, everybody's blowing up. Oh my god, the jungle boat sank. I mean, how deep is that damn thing anyway? <laughs> Nobody was really in danger, I don't think. No, no, they made it sound like the freaking uh, Titanic. Indian- <laughs> yeah. yeah, people well, drown. I was going to say the Indianapolis from like Jaws. Yeah. yeah. 1,100 tourists went into the water. <laughs> the animatronic Shots alligators. The <laughs> Hippos ate a tourist. Yeah. And the hippos ate it, but he only had so many pistols. What was the name of that boat that went down? Oh, I don't know. There's something Bertha. I can't remember. Big Booty Bertha? Big Booty. Mr. Hooper. Bob, Bob C. Bertha. That's Bob the C. Big Bertha. Booty Bertha. Big Booty. <laughs> right. Yeah. Bob you Bertha. were on the Bertha? <laughs> you remember them times? But yeah, no, nah, it's interesting. I'd be curious. I'd be curious to see what happens. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what people. I, I'd be curious to see what people are so angry about this. I am too. I mean, because I, I, I think everyone kind of saw this coming. I mean, who didn't know this was going to happen? I mean, I think people were hoping against hope because they've demonized uh, Chapek. But, but again, I don't understand the idea that Chapek was acting unilaterally. That he he wasn't under some kind of corporate directive from the other from the other Bob, the two Bobs. Right. It reminds me of Office Space with the two Bobs. You remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I got to go see the Bobs. Yes. <laughs> A lot of the reasons people post on Twitter and stuff is like, okay, th- did any of that stop people from going or stop people from spending money at the parks? No, no it's made it harder, you know, to even go to the parks or even 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 afford a vacation there. Absolutely. So I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, we're losing entertainment and stuff. And now, you know, I love live entertainment and stuff as much as the next guy, but you know, as far as the company goes, they're, I mean nobody's not going to the parks. <laughs> no. Know? Right. Nobody's not going to see their movies, you know, that kind of stuff. You can't f- it up that bad to where, like you said, nobody wants to do it. Anymore. Well, people, they almost did back in the day. <laughs> there was a point where almost kind of got a hostile takeover, but, you know, that's that's been long gone now. Well, if FastPass Plus doesn't screw it up, I mean, <laughs> that to me is, again, the worst thing. I mean, when, you, when you're vacationing over in those parks and you can't even be guaranteed to get on any of these new and wonderful rides that you might be going back to see because, oh, my God, how wonderful is this? So let's see how Bob answers that problem. Bob C. The second Bob. The second Bob. Bob yeah, the second. Bob. Bob the second. Pope John Bob the second. I hope they give him a state of a union address or something that he knows what he's got to deal with beforehand so you know he doesn't cry like into his pillow at night <laughs> jpeg yeah yeah <laughs> he wrote the list you what can you see it about? that's why you laughing because you can totally see no that. i'm laughing because it's a pillow stacked with money <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> his luxurious king size uh, he wrote the, the list <laughs> alone his batch he yes, cries. Yes. but he's crying <laughs> no I, I think he's pretty happy right now yeah i oh, think I he's okay he you think he's okay and all the paper cuts you can bob c the c stands for cash that's right well guys look i'm give I'm, bob a chance give bob a chance all we are saying <laughs> is give 
Bob a chance. Give Bob some cash. <laughs> well, guys, look, uh, uh, weekends, ladies and gentlemen, I'm curious to know uh, what you think about the whole Chapek thing. And this is definitely the one podcast where you can voice your opinions, bad or good. We want to hear it. Uh, are we missing something? Um, let us know. We'd love to hear what your thoughts upon the whole Bob Chapek taking over for Bob Iger. And here we are on the hub. And for today's topic, we are talking about a ride that is set to open up very, very soon. And specifically, it's going to be opening on March 4th, 2020. And we're talking about Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So basically the day that this comes out. Yes. It'll be open. Yeah, they planned it for the next Wandu Wednesday to correspond with our review. You know, I put in the uh, the email to Bob and I'm glad that he went ahead and, you know, one of his last acts in office. Oh, so to make sure. Old Bob, you mean? Yeah, old Bob. Oh, I thought you meant new Bob. Yeah, me, like, wow. me and Bob. Bob so, me. Sounds like it got him fired. <laughs> well, that's probably what happened yeah well <laughs> all the other things that happened this is your fault <laughs> figures i finally developed a contact and now he's gone away it's it's poetic isn't it, isn't it figures though? right you used to have him on the show and he just scream and yell and curse but now now he's gone now he's gone i was about to say it was that one interview disney didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> can't imagine why yeah. <laughs> well guys that voice you just heard is long time a weekend uh maggie and so, Hi guys. Uh, yeah, first time on the show, but she's been looking around. So we're glad to have her on. How you doing, Maggie? I'm doing great. It's actually uh, got really cold in Florida right now. So I'm in a sweatshirt and fuzzy socks for the first time since I probably moved here. Um, it was in the 40s the last couple of days. So it's pretty chilly. Yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely um, counterintuitive to the moving away from the cold when you come to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It kind of follows you. And yeah, 40s yeah. are even too cold for us. <laughs> Yeah, no yeah, yeah, it's um, we have people, you know, out and about in the parks and everything from up north and they're seeing all of us bundled up and they're like, what is wrong with all of you? And we're like, our blood got thin real quick. <laughs> Stand up for a while. Yeah, right. And somewhere our northern Moicans are laughing and spitting out their Cronus. <laughs> oh, absolutely. They're like, y'all weak. <laughs> this is true. So that's how coronavirus is spread. That it is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Corrode out in laughter. And weekends, ladies and gentlemen, just to remind you, we are, Eli and I are drinking uh, Corona Extra with lime. Yes. But uh, we're going to. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? It's uh, probably Bob sending you a text message. Oh, good. Yeah. Let me check it. Yeah, let's see what Bob has to say right now. Oh, wow. Oh, Bob. Opening still on as sked. Uh, <laughs> sked. <laughs> Quite smooth, Bob. Quite smooth. Well, that's good to know. I'm glad even though he's not with the company, he knows that's still going to open on the 4th. And the reason why we got Maggie on the show is because, uh, you know, she recently had an opportunity to ride the attraction. I did on Monday. Monday. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. Monday, the 20-something of February. So we, we got pretty lucky. Um, as cast members, they gave us a preview of this, unlike Rise of the Resistance, which I'm not salty about at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So we, this week, got to go experience the attraction and um, also, you know, get a little Hollywood Studios time in because we've been blacked out from that park since December, since Rise opened. So Wow. Yeah, I haven't been in Hollywood Studios since before Rise of the Resistance opened. So it was really nice to get back in there. And I mean, we didn't even go back into Batu at all. We just hung out in the park, me and my friends that went, and it was just much needed. It was We missed it a lot. 
Now, did you try and show up early so that way you could get in Rise of the Resistance and kill two birds at one stone? We didn't because we let the me and my friend who I went with, we both really like our jobs and we don't like to stir the pot. So we didn't know if we'd be able to get in because technically our passes were still blacked out, but we were able to show like our registration that we get when we do these sorts of things that comes to our email. So you go to a special entrance and you show your registration and you they have to scan your ID and your um, pass and then they'll let you in because it'll show on their little iPads that you're okay for that day. So we went, we got into the park like probably like 40 minutes before our ride time and then they weren't like checking us around the park. So we just wandered around, but we couldn't make fast pass plus reservations or dining or anything in there. Oh, okay. okay. So if you, if you had to write yeah. anything else, you just had to do standby and stuff. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Okay. So ooh, that was my, I think that was my fire alarm. Sorry, but, um, Oh no oh, fire! fire. Oh, Bob's about to jump on you. <laughs> that's it. It found me out. What, what attraction? What attraction is on fire at this point? Because we've had the the sunken jungle cruise. We've gotten uh, the people movers crash. What what's on fire now over well, at Disney? Disneyland was on uh, fire. Briefly, Disneyland that's true too. Fire. Yeah, was there a seafood restaurant in Kenner that was on fire? Damn, this is happening on biblical proportions. I know, it's uh, pretty crazy. But anyway, yeah, so as she said, she's a cast member, and she she got a chance to ride this thing on the cast member previews. I'm pretty excited. And you, uh, the, I was watching some YouTube video, and it looked like y'all got some kind of ticket or whatever that actually looks like a movie ticket. Is that right? Yeah, that was the coolest thing that we were able So, like, with a lot of things, we get special cast member merchandise or stuff, but this was really cool. So when you got into the queue, um, you were given this, old school kind of movie ticket it's made out of um cardstock and so it was really cute so it had like mickey and minnie's um perfect picnic because that's the premise of the ride we'll get into that a little bit later um it was like kind of like a little admit one souvenir that they gave us for coming to the event and we got to take pictures with it and stuff afterwards so it was really cute it was a really nice little touch yeah and y'all got to keep it yeah we got to keep it oh perfect okay good yeah Oh, that's yeah, good. Exactly. I didn't know if they tore it and then they let you <laughs> tore half of it. <laughs> it's like, oh no! I'm on eBay right now looking for a cast member who's put it up. <laughs> With Buzzy's clothes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Cool. So um, so you got the ticket. And so what we want to do is kind of do like a, a spoiler-free half, or not half, but maybe a portion of. Mm-hmm. And then we'll give you ample warning listeners that we're going to go into spoiler-filled stuff. So um, that way, if you don't want to hear anything about the ride, if you're you know, if you're going on the trip soon and you don't want to, you want to be, you know, maintain the mystery and the surprise and stuff, uh, you can stop there and then jump to our next stuff. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So let's start off kind of like we do with a lot of our reviews is your overall opinion of this attraction. So, you know, quick elevator pitch. What what did you think about Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway? So my first thought when I got off the ride was that people are really going to enjoy it. It was you didn't see someone leaving it not with a smile on their face or kind of giggling, laughing. It's not a thrill ride. It's not like an e-ticket attraction. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go get, you know, the air punched out of me on a roller coaster. Everyone of every age group, there were multiples of us. There was a woman with a baby in her arms. There was us kind of younger kids. There was older couples coming in. Everyone came off giggling, laughing, enjoying themselves because at the end of the day, it's Mickey, you know. Mm-hmm. You're not going to, it's Mickey, he's going to make you happy. So my elevator pitch is that I think everyone should ride it at least once. If it's not your cup of tea, if you're there for Tower of Terror, Rise of the Resistance, whatever. But I would definitely say 
ride it once. It's super fun. The song is catchy. They keep pushing the song. And I was like, okay, it's going to be a song. But um, <laughs> it is super catchy. It was in my head the like, next couple days. I woke up singing it. So I think it's an awesome family-friendly attraction. I know when my whole family comes down, my grandma's going to enjoy it. My little brother's going to enjoy it. Um, my mom and my stepdad are going to enjoy it and no one's going to come off like going, Ooh, that kind of cricks my back or something. So oh, that's good. yeah, it's much needed for that park. And that's another thing that I came off saying is that it really fills the gap for a family fam- friendly ride in that park. Cause that park is that lacking that except for toy story land. That makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. So what did you think of the technology that they used to bring it to life? It, it was as impressive as you saw at D23. I think so. I I really didn't. I'm the kind of the person that goes into a lot of things blind because I want my opinions to be completely new on what I saw and what I experienced and what I was expecting. So I went in and I was really excited about a lot of the technology. It's not like any other dark ride you go on, but it still has that same sort of feel to it. You're like, it's a Disney dark ride. It has that little bit of magic and mystery to it but it is technologically advanced and a lot of the stuff they use in there, you kind of, you know how they did it because you, um, all of us are Disney fans. We all know like the ins and outs, but I think the normal park guests will be going, Oh my gosh, you know, how did that just happen? Oh, cool. Nice. <laughs> so the technology was really cool. And, and what, it's at the end of my list when I was putting my all my stuff together before this interview, I was like, I think it's the new era of the Disney dark ride with all of this technology. I think we're kind of seeing we're on the cusp of what's going to come next in the next uh, 10 years. Yeah, I couldn't be happier with where they're taking their attractions these days with these trackless dark rides. Yeah, where oh, they, yeah. the technology is just next level. It's so impressive what they're doing right now. I, I'm the trying to think of how to, they have it, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think about how to ask her a question without spoiling, spoiling anything. Um, okay, the ride layout, how similar is it to the great movie ride? I don't think so. I think the ride layout, I mean, it's the same concept. And that's kind of when I first saw the ride vehicles and both in pictures and in person. And when I first kind of went in, it felt very similar to that attraction you know it's got a big train it's got a high capacity it's slow moving for the most part so the cars are different than the great movie ride you're saying yes okay okay they you go in and they feel similar um they're a bench seat long bench seat you can fit probably if they're cramming people in. i'm sure they could fit like six people in a row if they really wanted to like a mom dad four kids but we had three people in our row three adults and we were like comfortable we could definitely like scoot around and move as we needed so it felt like the capacity of the great movie ride but it was more intimate of an experience than the great movie ride and it was easy to get people in off like uh, the uh, load time wasn't that big of a uh, of a thing no not at all it was so when me and my friends her name uh went in we were on the attraction in less than five minutes which obviously there's no ride there's no line but they're very high capacity load or ride vehicles the load time's pretty short because they don't come into the load area loaded so they unload in a one area and load in another like the great movie ride you're getting on a fresh vehicle so as long as you can scoot in quick or you can and i will say we did i did have to go through a certain area because i did forget something on the 
ride vehicle. So I did see the handicap accessible area to load. Um, so there is a separate area that they will load on into certain trains. Okay. Yeah, interesting. So I'm curious about the queue. Uh, if you remember back the great movie ride, uh, how long that queue was, right? To going through and yes. through that. Was this a similar feeling? Yes. So we entered back where, so the queue starts basically where the great movie ride queue is. And it's pretty much the same queue. It hasn't really changed. It's still that like lobby with the plush carpets and the red walls and everything. It's just that instead now, instead of all the exhibits that used to be in there, it's just movie picture or movie posters, excuse me. Um, that are on screens so they can change kind of like a rock and roller coaster little lobby area. So it's basically the same queue up until the pre-show room. Um, So same length. They said I was reading that they had extended the ability. So like for how excited people are for this attraction, they're expecting a lot of people to come. So they're extending the queue so it can kind of wrap around almost to where those stairs are when you're going down to one man's dream. Like the outside, the outside portion of the Yeah. Be? Okay. Okay. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. So they have the ability to extend the switchbacks that far. Mm, that's where I'll be. So. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> but the what good thing is you. once you get inside, you're inside. And it is air conditioned. So sweet. Okay. I like that. That's good news for me. I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Is there, is there any other spoiler free kind of stuff that we, we can chat about here? Yeah. I would say if you're on the fence about it because you either loved great movie ride or you're really not a dark ride person, I would say definitely give it a chance. It has the awesome family friendly, like cutesy aspects. Like, look, it's Mickey and Minnie. They're right there. And it also has couple areas where it's thrilling it's on they keep saying it's unexpected in all of the literature that they put out about it but it really is you don't know what's going to happen next i would say at the very least give it a chance in person too in person i think it's not going to come across on video as well as just sitting there in the car you know i think i can ask this without being i think people pretty much understand that this is a ride that's supposed to take you into a real life mickey Mouse cartoon. cartoon, yeah. And I asked earlier about the technology. I don't think it would be too bold to ask. Do you actually feel like you're in a cartoon world when you're riding this attraction? I don't. I think for children and for those of us who are children at heart and kids suspend the disbelief, yes. I don't feel that the sets and everything were immersive enough like you go into toontown at disneyland or back when it was here at walt disney world and you were like oh my gosh i'm in a cartoon but with this you can still see the floor which is obviously flat and normal for the ride vehicles and some things aren't as fleshed out as i wished they were in scenes but if you can suspend that disbelief long enough and you can go into it with the mindset of you know a child or a child at heart it's it feels like you're in a cartoon and we'll talk about it more when the transition from the real world to the cartoon world i think was done impeccably okay awesome so yeah. so it, it, they help you along the way of suspending the disbelief they kind of hold your hand through it a little bit oh that's good okay well cool as yeah. we slowly transition to it i'm reading some stuff straight from disney's website so this is nothing that can't be found out so no spoilers here yet but we are transitioning to the spoiler section, guys. So if you're curious, uh, you know, this is your time to kind of start to jump to our next section. But anyway, cast of characters in this attraction, we got, of course, Pluto, my favorite, Goofy, Donald Duck, Minnie Mouse, and of course, the man himself, Mickey Mouse. Uh, so there he is. All started with him. 
And also, too, according to their website, be sure to keep those peepers peeled, they say, because there are more hidden Mickeys here than any other Disney attraction or area in the world. Golly. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. So, yeah, guys, look, we are about to get into the spoiler-filled section of this discussion, this review of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So, here's your last chance, and we're about to jump into it right now. Maggie, tell us about this transition from the real world to the cartoon world. Oh, awesome. I don't have to hold my tongue anymore. (laughs) Hold it. Let it loose. All right. So, basically... You go into the Chinese theater as you did for the great movie ride. So the premise, the premise is really similar. I was kind of comparing the two in my head. You're still going into the movies. So, but this one, instead of going in to see how movies are made or kind of old movies, you're going in to see a premiere of a cartoon, a new cartoon short from Mickey and Minnie called Perfect Picnic. I sent you guys over the, um, checklist dark ride approximate ride layout thing yes a little map that thing's very awesome. can, yeah i know i know it really is awesome so you there are two pre-show theaters but you enter one just as you would enter like any other theater in disney world you know watch out the doors are opening towards you stand behind the yellow line da 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 and so you go in and there's this huge movie screen in front of you and it's kind of gated off in the front um so you can't get too close to the screen and so once everybody's in and they close the doors, they start the short of Perfect Picnic. So you're watching Perfect Picnic and it's Mickey and Minnie. They're getting ready to go on this picnic. There is this weird part where Pluto gets locked into the trunk of the car, Aww. which <laughs> I know we were all like, oh, you know, they accidentally lock him in the trunk of the car. Abuse. But- I know, so I know. There's some holes in the trunk. Poor puppy. Yeah, right. So, At least they didn't leave him on the leash on the bumper. So they're getting no. ready to go find this perfect picnic spot. And they're driving along this country road. And here comes Goofy with his train um, from Runamuck Railways. What could go wrong? Oh, oh my gosh. Next, yeah. Gosh. Next to them. And they're talking and all of a sudden Goofy's going into the train barn to refuel or whatever. I wasn't really sure as why he was going into the train barn, but because it's Goofy and he can't drive anything, not a plane, not a train, he crashes. And oh my goodness, all of a sudden the room is filled with smoke and there's a huge hole in the wall in the screen in front of you. I, it happened so fast. You had no idea it was coming and all of a sudden there's a hole in front of you and this is kind of where my experience wasn't the best so maybe this is why i didn't feel like i was transferred into the cartoon it's very akin to the rock and roller rock and roller coaster pre-show where if the cast member isn't in their role it's a lot of that little magic touch is lost because goofy then starts talking to the cast member of hey you guys want to come on my train with me so oh and there was like, nobody no! there. <laughs> uh, you can't drive. <laughs> like one of their lines is who? Me? As if Goofy's talking to them and my cast member, you know, I understand it's a cast member preview. You're not gonna really put a lot into it. Um, because we're all gonna go ride the ride anyway. But I think if they're not selling it, it's gonna get a little bit lost. <laughs> well you um, think she'd be selling it for y'all. Y'all are fellow cast members. Right? Like, come on, man. Oh man. You well, would well, judge on not- a higher plane. Have Wait. some pride in your work. So what did that cast member do? Was that cast member like, Yeah, sure, why not? You know what we're gonna do. It, it was like very monotone. It wasn't like they wanted to say their lines like, or weren't excited about it. it she was like, Who, me? 
(laughs) 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 And then we're like, we're like trying to get into it. All of us in the room, we're like trying real hard, but. So like Debbie Downer, so you yell, yell at her like more enthusiasms. <laughs> let's let's roll it all again and try harder. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Like beat your peanuts no. at the cast member. Try again. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Oh, it's, on the grand scheme of things, I get it. I think it's a, like one of those fellow cast member things. Like some days you just have a day. <laughs> But it was the first um, day. <laughs> like, it's, it's like she's been on the job for two years, and it's the magic's all gone. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> I just woke well, up. What do you want from me? I just woke up. You go Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. So, but I think it's it's a really good one, and they get into it. People get into it, and it, like especially the kids will like be like, "Oh my gosh, Goofy's talking to us." Can I ask you real quick? It, so the the screen explodes. Goofy crashes. Through, so are you seeing the train there? And Goofy, you can see Goofy talking to you. Or you're just hearing his voice. You're just hearing his voice. Okay. So the screen is now black. Um, I believe I can't remember exactly, but the screen is either black or it's like stalled on something. And there's a huge hole in the screen in the wall, and the smoke is clearing, and you can see into the train barn. So you haven't seen the actual ride vehicles yet. You kind of have to round the corner. Okay. Okay. So you go through. So then the gate at the front of the room opens up and you get to walk through the hole in the screen, which is super cool. And that's when you're transferred into the cartoon world. And the, I think they did a really good job there in that transition period because it kind of goes from, you know, just a normal theater to, fully immersed and the lighting is different the paint colors are different things look a little bit like they will on the ride so going through the queue you definitely have like the sense of a movie theater and then you're really jumped into this you're in a train barn and you're going to see mickey and minnie on their perfect picnic that's That's great that's awesome it it really it's an unbelievable effect it is if they can keep it working properly which I really hope they do because, you know, Disney effects, they always start out really great and then sometimes go downhill. <laughs> yeah. Keep- <laughs> Disco Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> Disco Yeti. Yes. Truth, X- truth. But, you know, like they're getting really good at, at these scenes that kind of pull you into the track. It's kind of like when you like the story uh, time with Bell kind story of time with yeah. Bell, like when that yeah. mirror expands I and you're that. like, oh, my God, I'm walking right into the story or or. When you step out of the transport vehicle, oh my god, I'm right on the Death Star. Right, they're getting yeah. really good at these scenes. They're like, yeah, we're we're setting you up for this adventure you're about to go on, and they just suck you right in from the from the get go. So that's that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. I wanted to ask you real quick though, and maybe I'm jumping ahead. I I don't think so. I think you would have mentioned it up until then because you did mention about. Pluto getting locked in a trunk. I heard somebody say that they were kind of uncomfortable because there's actually a scene where Minnie kicks the shit out of Pluto. Yeah, that's when he gets kicked into the trunk and the trunk gets slammed on his oh, head. No. I was like, uh, both me and my friend who was with me, we looked at each other and went, oh my gosh, did that just happen? Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, wow. it was a little odd yeah okay so the way you said it, i thought like maybe something happened in the accident like they put in the picnic stuff in the trunk and somehow pluto accidentally gets she kicks him on purpose and like get like get well back I, don't, I don't know if it was on purpose they're singing their song and la-di-da i think it happens it was an act through 
Yeah, I don't. Okay. I don't think it was malicious on Minnie Mouse's part. Oh, oh good. that's good. Uh, I, I, say, I don't know, yeah. man. I don't know. Maybe Pluto ate her shoe or something before <laughs> the ride started. I was gonna say Minnie's changed. Yeah, since <laughs> you stressed well, too, this, like the cast member. <laughs> this new art style is a little, a little creepy to begin with. Yeah, so I was gonna ask know. about that. That's what it was based on. Yeah, I think that this attraction is based on that stuff you're seeing on Disney Channel, Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like old school Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, and all them, but merge with that Ren and Stimpy yeah. style. Yeah, Ren and Stimpy-fied. Imagination. It, yeah. Uh, it's creepy, it was a little though. creepy. It's and I'll talk about it when I talk about the animatronic. Sure. Thing. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to be sure because a lot of people said they were uncomfortable with the scene of Minnie kicking Pluto, and I'm trying to visualize exactly. I, it just seems so out of character for her. So it was an accident. She accidentally kicks him. He gets in a trunk, and he's it's not like he's mad at her. He's more mad that he got locked in the trunk. And now he's, yeah, okay. that's what that's what she told the yeah, SPCA. Putting... All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, as, as long as Pete is not getting involved, <laughs> they probably will. But... I bet you. I bet you they're gonna change that eventually. Huh? Uh, you, you know, yeah. they took the shocker out, so why not? No idea. I have no idea. It was just. It was very odd in like this perfect idealistic they're whistling singing this nothing's gonna stop us now song and then all of a sudden it's like you kind of jump back a little bit as an adult i'm sure kids maybe will think it's funny who knows it's a cartoon so yeah but it wasn't like oh my gosh we're kicking dogs now (laughs) (laughs) well thank goodness yeah that's how i heard it presented yeah like people like i really did not like that i was really uncomfortable i'm like my gosh wow what happened so like but you're just seeing tweets. You're not right, necessarily right. hearing somebody explain what exactly happened. Right, right. So that song yeah. that you're talking about, is this a song that you referenced that you said you were humming like two yeah. days later? It's, yeah. Do you remember any of it? Like, what's the song like? Uh, nothing can stop us now. Do, 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 do. <laughs> it's like very, up, very upbeat and kind of like old schooly, it's really cute repetitive i guess enough repetitive enough but not like on terms of like it's a small world where people are going to be like against it from the uh, get-go yeah. oh okay well, that's good that's good that's good right. yeah and it's only it's not throughout the entire ride i believe if it is they changed it enough it's not like one of those completely throughout the entire ride it's at the beginning it's at the end it's a nice little you know bookends to the whole attraction okay cool cool I'm slightly uplifted by hearing that little tune nothing can stop we can build a stream together stand nothing's gonna stop us i didn't mean to kick you don't tell nobody you saw it I'm so sorry, me culpa pudo. Lo siento now. Lo siento, pobre. Pobre. Pobre puppy. Pobre puppy. La, 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 la. All right, so you board the train, right? Yes, so then you're going into this train barn for Runamuck Railways. And so you have kind of have like a little switch back in there to get on the ride vehicles. And then you board the train. And I definitely want to make a note here for people. It does not matter where you sit on this ride. So it's not a front row, back row sort of situation. You're going to be able to see everything from kind of wherever you're at. So you board your train with your group and you set off on your adventure with Goofy. So the first thing you go is you're chugging along and you see the park where Mm -hmm. we're supposedly going with Mickey and Minnie. You can see them um on the sets and this is where you get a real start to see the sense of the technology that they have done with all of this projection mapping and screens along with 
animatronic, it's super, super cool. So you start to really get a sense of how expansive and how hard they've worked on all of this animation. Because when you think about it, it's all animation that then has to be projection mapped. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's all, you know, at least either computer generation or drawn animation. So it's really, really cool. Are there anim- animatronics in this first scene, in the park scene, or is it just uh, the projection mapping stuff? It's mostly the projection mapping. And I think there's a couple like bird animatronics here and there. But the real animatronics come next in the tunnel. In the, in the tunnel. tunnel scene. All right. Real quick, just uh, maybe this is backing up a little bit, but like when you get in the car and that load scene, is it? It's the exact same load area as um, Great Movie Ride. I believe so. Do they have the big mural? No. Okay. Okay. Because there was a scene that they did release that you were able to go ahead and look at where they they showed what looked like a mural and you could see Mickey and Minnie's car kind of driving through it. And so I was kind of curious. Yeah, that that Kevin actually already has it up. Uh, so I was kind of curious if that was the load area or if that was just a different scene. Where, with the car driving through it with the green around them? It like, looks like there's a lot um, of like paintings. and look, It looks like there's a purplish like uh, proscenium looking, t- like you're entering a tunnel of sorts. I wonder what I'm not is. sure. Okay. I With the load area, we were in and out so fast. I think it's not going to be like most people's experience on the ride. We were in and out so fast. There was no one in front of us to go in. So we just walked right onto the ride vehicles. Oh, there we go. Can you see that picture? Okay, so yes. So this is the park scene. Oh, that's the oh, park. Good. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's what I was worried about. I was getting too far ahead. And listeners, I'll post a link no. to this so you can see what we're referencing here. This is from uh, WDWNT today. Uh, but yeah, okay. So that's the park scene. Okay. That is your park scene. That is the first scene. And, um, all of your train cars are together and you're going in on this wonderful little adventure with Mickey and Minnie. Wait, time out. So the walls are all projection map? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So all of that is moving. No way. Okay. All, all right. All of that is moving. And you can kind of see how the sets are stacked. So yeah. that's what they were saying, that two and a half D. Um, okay. Yeah. So that car is driving. Mickey and Minnie are getting out and posing. Yeah, okay. that is all moving. That's really it is cool. super cool that's that's awesome all right so you, you you leave the park scene and you go into the tunnel is that right yes and this is kind of where in true disney fashion everything starts to go wrong. awry yes <laughs> yeah everything starts to go wrong so you go into this tunnel mickey and minnie are right next to you if you scroll down a little bit you can kind of see that's the that's your tunnel scene so okay. these are your animatronic so the goofy is a screen on the front of your train that's him in the conductor's area and because he's your conductor And then Mickey and Minnie drive up next to you. You're going through the tunnel on the train. Mickey and Minnie drive up next to you in their little convertible car as they're on their way to their picnic. And they're talking to Goofy and talking. Mickey says something akin to take really good care of our friends, Goof. And if you like the era of, I call them screen-faced animatronics because like their faces don't move. They're like a screen. Um, so like Buzz Lightyear, uh, the oh, Seven the Dwarfs. Seven Dwarfs. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So it's one of those animatronics which aren't my personal favorite. Personally, I much prefer like an A100 figure of the ones like Pirates of the Caribbean. You like it looks real. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, With the facial so movements. These are, and all, yeah. Yeah, you could yeah. see again. They show that scene in the video, and you could mm-hmm. see where it looks like their face is projected on, on looks like like a bubble. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And. This is kind of where I don't like this art style, maybe, and maybe that's just like me. Um, but it, their entire face is on the side of their face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like like those fish that land right. in the ocean. <laughs> like a flounder. That, 
<laughs> yeah, flounder. Um, where was, all, all of their facial features are on one side. I was wondering so how they're going to pull that off, but they just put the whole face on the side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Those are better than like some of the other areas, but they're really awesome. Super fluid. That car just drives up right next to you. Yeah. You can see their entire faces on the side of their face. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, they drive up next to you and then, oh no, Goofy turns the wrong way. So all of a sudden you see Goofy veering off to the left, but we're still following the path to the right. Um, yeah, you can kind of see. So oh, I see the little you're, little, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, um, and if you look at that map, you can kind of see where his part of the train goes versus where your part of the train goes. Um, so, oh no, we're driving without a leader now. Um, and so Mickey and Minnie go through the tunnel and we also go through the tunnel and all of a sudden you kind of feel this rattling and you kind of hear noise and under your seat, it's very much, um, these ride vehicles are super smart ride vehicles. Mm -hmm. They are remind me of like seats and like, it's tough to be a bug and stuff because all of a sudden your seats rattling underneath you and you start seeing the stampede. You go into a big showroom and you see the stampede. And we were in the front car and I didn't notice until my friend looked to her left and went, oh my gosh, the cars are everywhere. All of a sudden your trackless ride vehicles have now split apart. You're no longer in a train. You're all kind of on your own track. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Where's Goofy? All- Goofy, Goofy turned off with the engine. He went left while all the crits of the car oh. went right. Oh, so... How did it disconnect? Did he hit something or just, it, well, goofy? Never mind. In the tunnel. <laughs> in the asking? tunnel, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, you can see his ride vehicle, or his ride vehicle, his train engine goes to the left because he hit something and there's a lever involved. Ah, okay, okay. Oh, of course, Not, yes. Yeah. No, I was no, going to say, what's ahead. the stampede? Well, who's stampeding? Cows? Bulls? Yeah, I think cows. So what I cows. gathered, <laughs> what I gathered is that a lot of these show scenes harken back to certain Mickey Mouse shorts, I think. Okay. Or they have elements. So I think there's, they like reference certain things, but you are in a stampede in the wild west. Okay. Ah. And so now you have to escape this stampede and your ride vehicles are veering left and right. You're kind of, this is where it gets thrilling, quote unquote, thrilling enough that you know a small child can ride it and be fine and not scared and in these rooms so now that you're moving trackless you Mm -hmm. never know where you're going which is super fun um i had never been on a trackless ride vehicle except for tower of terror if that even counts um (laughs) so you never know where you're going and all these screens are changing around you the sets are kind of they look like they're moving even though they're not and so you now have to escape the stampede. And once you do, then you go into a carnival scene where everything's kind of all around you. And this is kind of where, to me, now that I'm looking back on it, the overarching storyline has been lost. So for me, as I was going, and Mickey and Minnie are here and there in all of these scenes, but they're not prominent. They kind of pop in and out because it is your story too with them. But uh, it's kind of like that old Snow White ride. You know, you have to know that the story is about you as well as Mickey and Minnie on the side. Otherwise, people will be like, where'd they go? You know, why are they here? We're not there. So for me, it's a lot of different scenes that don't really go together. 
and the transitions are kind of lost as I've, as I've gone about a week without being on the ride. Now I'm kind of forgetting certain aspects of the transitions between scene to scene. No, that makes sense that you go from the park to a tunnel to the wild west, then to a yeah. carnival. To yeah, a dance studio a and all kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fun time. I was about to say, it, it sounds like the Great American Road Trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, you're probably so. right. I mean, it's probably just an amalgamation of a bunch of different, maybe, may, I'll have to watch the shorts, the yeah. cartoon. I haven't seen the many of them, yeah. but it's probably a bunch of those different scenes. Almost kind of like uh, PhilharMagic, where they have a bunch of different movie scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of fly through. Can I ask you about the stampede scene, though, real quick? Going yeah. back there for a split second. So how do they pull off the effect that you're in a stampede? I mean, are you surrounded by screens where it looks like things are coming at you? Or, or is there real yes. animatronic? It's all screens. So the animatronics, the real big animatronic scenes are the in the tunnel. And then there's small animatronics, like, spattered throughout. Then when we get to scene eight, which is the dance studio, there's one in there. And then the last scene has also a bunch of animatronics. Is there any like 4D, uh, like 4D technology, like like you can smell cow <laughs> shit or uh, <laughs> well, anything I grew up of that nature? Farm, so. Well, horses, know. right? Yeah, you yeah. should know the. Was there any horse <laughs> involved or? There was shockingly not. Oh, okay. Well, I'm very disappointed <laughs> now. There, there goes. <laughs> I want a realistic experience. Damn it. <laughs> I like how he stayed quiet long enough, and he's like, you know what? I've got something important that I need to know. It bothered him. We yeah. have to get that out. Good for you, sir. No, it is all screens. There are not a lot of animatronics. Okay. In these areas, but there's enough screens and projection mapping that it seems pretty realistic. Um, and your and the 4D elements are that you're feeling it in your car and um, the sound. I don't know if they call it sound mapping or whatever, but you hear sounds from different areas, you know, like figment left ear, right ear, left ear, right ear. Um, (laughs) So you're hearing like these surrounding immersive sounds that also help bring you into the scene fully. Gotcha. Okay, cool. The 3D sound. So now we go to a carnival. Now we go to a carnival, which is really cool. I will say this scene does have an Easter egg for the great movie ride which is awesome. There's a poster for the great movie ride in this carnival scene that I may or may not have screamed in glee about. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you should. Uh-huh. Absolutely. You should. Yes. So you're in this carnival scene and um, there are a bunch of Donald cameos everywhere. And he's always disgruntled and always angry, which I love. Um, <laughs> Cause he's always got like the weird job, like he's selling tickets or he's in like a truck somewhere in further <laughs> scenes. So I'm like, yeah, Donald, you'd be angry. You could <laughs> Mickey and Minnie on this picnic and you're out here doing the brown work. Um, <laughs> well, I'd rather Donald drive my train than Goofy. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, probably a union job. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> could be worse. You could be in the trunk with Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Is Pluto yeah, still in the trunk at this point? I believe so. Oh, wow. I, uh. I, I haven't seen him at this point yet. <laughs> Poor um, boy. You know, I haven't seen him till the last scene. Mm, okay. Honestly. So. Well, at least he gets out. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. So you're in the carnival and suddenly the screens around you start, things start blowing and blowing a little bit harder as you f- go through the scene. And then on the very back behind this roller coaster um, kind of set, sort of thing 
all of a sudden you see Mickey and Minnie running by or riding by and they're going twister because they're in a tornado. And so the wind is picking up and in the ride, the wind is picking up and you're hearing kind of that like grumbly tornado sound. Like a freight train. Yeah, it does sound like a freight train. Ah. So you're getting that like freight train vibe as you go through the end of this carnival scene, which is another really cool thing because obviously the scenes reset themselves because as you're moving past, all these things are changing. And then for the next train, they have to just start back at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So it it would will be interesting to me to get stuck on this ride (laughs) and see what happens. Uh, happens, I'll I'll be the guy that that turns back and looks to see if I can see any kind of resetting because I love that stuff. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that would be fascinating. Me too. Um, I will, next time I ride it, I will be kind of trying to do the more sleuthing, figuring it out. Yeah. Because um, I, I remember in a great movie ride, I used to, when we go out the gangster scene, I, I used to turn back. I'd slowly see the car go back into the tunnel. <laughs> oh, know? yeah. Sweet. Like, ah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's super, yeah. super fun to watch that kind yeah. of stuff. So I'm, I'm curious Our, about this Twister thing because I, I remember in the great movie ride, they were trying to have a Twister scene because it's supposed to be like Wizard mm-hmm. of Oz, right? Yeah. But they never could get mm-hmm. it to work. And I'm wondering if they finally actually got a Twister effect to work, which is why they have it in this ride. I'm not sure what they were trying with the great movie ride, but so you go into this room, it's the Twister room and your cars are kind of swaying almost in circles, um, kind of like twisting around. And in front of you um, is a, I guess, I guess it's a, twister animatronic you could call it Ah, that's spinning around that's awesome with yeah with mickey and minnie um in it and other (laughs) pieces from the carnival yeah and pluto maybe that's how pluto gets out (laughs) (laughs) okay maybe i can't remember if he's in the animatronic or not we'll have to find out yeah now i heard that they warn you to take off your hat and like your mouse ears because it's supposed to get so windy during this tornado scene it is. So I took off my mouse ears because I always do on rides because they hurt my head. So I do <laughs> well, it for the okay. aesthetic outside, but I take it off inside. So, but our hair was blowing around and um, it was pretty strong winds. Not so strong that it would be frightening, but it was blowing our hair around and we were kind of getting whipped back and forth in the ride vehicles. And so, and I'm pretty sure. The two ride vehicles went on one side of the Twister animatronic and two went on the other. Oh, cool. So there are different tracks and different scene areas that you can go on. Wow. Yeah. That adds to the effect. Yeah, that's pretty killer. And so you then go into this kind of half scene with Mickey and Minnie. So if you're looking at this map that I sent you guys, you come out of the scene by the Twister Mm-hmm. And you're facing the wall of scene six. Okay. okay. Um, so you're facing the load area, basically, mm-hmm. if you're looking at the map. And on that wall, you see Mickey and Minnie. This twister has deposited you on a uh, deserted island. So they're in, like, Mickey, Minnie's in a little grass skirt. And she's got a flower in her hair. And it's all tropical and stuff. And you flip around in your ride vehicles. And you enter these, they call them pods they call them something pods or like 4d pods and it's very similar to the spider-man attraction in islands of adventure where you're surrounded by screens so it feels like you're moving when you're not moving or i guess pirates of the caribbean and the overseas parks yeah so the screen it surrounds you on all sides and each ride vehicle goes into their own little pod so it's the same experience for everyone and you are 
coming from this deserted island and oh my gosh now you're on a waterfall on this island <laughs> you're on a waterfall I, I once again disconnected in areas like there is a thread of a storyline i just they didn't do the best job with it interesting um, okay okay so honest just, opinion it's like a bunch of effects um, series yeah. Of, yeah 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 it's like they had oh we want to do this effect this effect this effect this effect how can we now piece them together and make a ride out of it? Well, it's like Epcot, um, they just push it together. <laughs> yes. Oh, look, it works. <laughs> Yay, glue. You like it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's interesting. That's Here's an interesting take. Tape. We'll yeah. tape it all together. Yeah, this little duct tape um, fix everything. But the waterfall effect was, I think, the best effect of the ride. I okay. think it was my favorite. It wasn't my favorite moment, but I think technology-wise, it was the best effect because it really does trick you into thinking that you are moving even though you're sitting still. Wow. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. And it picks up pace and you tip, tip over this waterfall and you kind of like hold on a little bit because it tricks you into thinking your ride vehicle is tipping when it stays flat the entire time. There is no movement. So nobody worry. It's not like flight of passage or something where you move, but it really does feel like you're tipping over this waterfall. And from there, you turn back around to face the wall where we first see Mickey and Minnie on this deserted island. And all of a sudden it has completely changed because of the really cool technology into an underwater scene. So the little Mickey and Minnie animatronics that are right there are now in underwater gear and there are bubbles floating up and we see sea creatures floating around. So that is really cool to see how quickly they can flip that scene just because of the technology that they use. So is it, it's like you went over the waterfall and now are underwater? Yeah. And it's a very believable effect. There isn't like a moment where you're, when you're turning around or anything that it's lost. Mm-hmm. The entire area is themed ah, um, okay. from the screens and the projections. How long are you in this scene? Because it sounds like there's a lot that happens once you get in there. A while-ish, but not long. The ride is not incredibly long. I would say you're in this waterfall scene for 30 seconds. Oh, wow, okay. So a lot happens in that's 30 not, seconds as well. Yeah, that's not short. That's quick. Or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not short, but it a lot happens. And then you go through kind of a pseudo scene in the middle because you're underwater and you have to now get into scene seven, which is a city scene, a sk- cityscape. Mm-hmm. And they use the pipe system. So you're now underground in these pipes. And pop out in the big city. Like Mario. <laughs> yeah. Super Mario Brothers. Or like, you know, Godzilla. Yeah, uh, right, yeah. That's Teenage good Mutant Ninja Turtles, possibly. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody, yeah. So you're in this big city um, and you're just kind of riding through it. There's a Donald animatronic in a truck that's super cool. And you're kind of just going through this big city through nighttime. So it's very beautiful. That's the thing. A lot of these scapes are very beautiful, very well drawn, stylized, very, um, they don't look like they could be shoehorned in anywhere else. They're very stylized for this attraction. So I think it's going to be a really beautiful attraction for people who enjoy that. And then as you're going through this city, enter this dance studio with Daisy Duck, who is really cool, cute little animatronic. And this was my favorite scene in the ride, actually. Because you go in and you all line up together, all four of your cars, and you're facing a mirror like you're in a real dance studio. And you know what's going to happen. And it just makes you giddy because you start to waltz 
and dance. <laughs> so the ride vehicles move very smoothly and stuff. And then Daisy is changes it to salsa dancing and everything moves really quickly. Uh, it sounds like like Luigi's Rockin' uh, Roadsters uh, out in uh, Cars Land. Yeah. Where it's a bunch oh, of cars yeah. and vehicles that dance. Yeah, basically. That's kind of cool. And when you say dance studio, do you mean like like I'm thinking like a, like a disco tech kind of place or probably or like, like it, an actual ballet type? That's studio. what I'm the, like. Yeah. Maybe a a, I'm, I'm misunderstanding. Yeah. It's like it's a ballet studio kind yeah. of thing. Yes, she's. It's like a ballet studio with like a wood floor and a completely gotcha. mirrored wall with a a bar. Okay, and she's an animatronic. You said Daisy. Yes, she is an animatronic. Oh, and so is she doing the dances with you? Like, is she is she's waltzing and she's also salsing and stuff? Or no, no I okay. probably clapping. She's um, yeah, she's uh, con- kind of conducting like one, two, three, one, two, three. Uh, okay, I and is she the- like the projected face uh, character as well? No, oh, so good. She was the one that was not projected face. Good, good. Well, maybe because uh, of the bill, they you know the mouth so. yeah. Yeah. movement. Yeah, so they yeah, they- but she was super cool so they made an animatronic of her in that creepy style yeah <laughs> but i feel like i feel like out of all of them she's the least creepy she's okay. the one who did not change she and donald didn't change as much as goofy oh goofy looks like a mongoloid yeah yeah he yeah looks i'm looking creepy. at him goofy, goofy looks terrifying i'm not gonna lie i'm <laughs> kind of scared of that stylized goofy <laughs> yeah it looked like they haven't slept in like four days or something <laughs> they haven't eaten yeah. in a while or something yeah I always say it kind of looks like they're dead. It looks like what happens to the Disney characters after they die. Oh, no. I obviously don't tell that to people, but that's what we I take from it. Yeah, it makes <laughs> Very sense. Very scary. No, they're, they're, they're really like pasty. They're kind of, yeah, yeah. It's, it's out there. But the kids love them still. So this is completely down a rabbit hole, but I think for me that shows like the longevity of Mickey Mouse. You know, it doesn't matter what he looks like. Kids still resonate and love Mickey Mouse. Well, that and that kids are embracing really terrible animation these days. <laughs> <'Cause>, uh, <laughs> That's most true. Good, like I, I, you know, Lily was showing me. We were watching, and and here's the commercial for the Thundercats, the new Thundercats, and it's like, here's the Thundercats you love, badly drawn. everything. Like I've been Teen Titans. Disney Plus, the um, Tangled series. Oh yeah, yeah. There's another That's one. Pretty wacky, yeah. Which I can appreciate that art style to a point but then when you compare it to you know a good classic 2d disney animated feature or i guess 3 3d animation whatever it is it's it's like why can't you just do that more but i I digress i've been curious yeah i'd be curious to know the research that went into saying hey this this style works and why (laughs) i mean they had to have like test audiences so that's all that and i'm sure it's easier for them to copy a character silhouette into different scenes. Therefore they can produce it faster mm. yeah, yeah, than yeah. say a movie. Time is money. I have, yeah. Time is money. I went to art school. So that's my hat in the ring for that one is the animation kids. They, it's probably a lot easier to cu- cut and paste things into scenes so that you don't have to redraw it every time. Yeah. So we dance, we dance with Daisy. We dance with Daisy. And then you kind of, you leave the dance studio into an alley. And from that alley, you are now in a factory. And this is kind of the apex of the story of the attraction is you are in this factory all of a sudden, because so far you haven't really been in true danger, but now all of a sudden your ride vehicle is going to this crusher 
So it's a thing that like claps together and then smashes down and claps yeah. together and smashes down. And you're surrounded I'm by Galaxy Quest. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> you're surrounded by all of these machines and stuff with like, you know, it looks scary. It looks steampunk. Ah, okay. Yeah. Scary. And this is all screen technology. Or this is animatronic. This is all screen. Okay. This is all screen mapping still, or projection mapping. Now, just to back up a quick, is there a reason why we got booted out of the dance studio, or we just leave? I think we danced too fast and twirled out. Oh, oh, okay. I, I know if Daisy was like, seen. "You suck, get out of here." Out of here. That <laughs> would be a better transition. That would be a better transition. I, I would accept that. Would, that. But um, okay, so we once again, out you're yeah. all, you're just moving into a different scene. Is it is there is it a believable threat that you're staring at a scene of something crushing? Or you, I mean, are you buying that something? I mean, it seems weird that you're staring at a screen of a crusher and you're like, "Yeah, I'm buying that I might enter into that." Yes. It gets closer and you can tell it gets closer and you're kind of jerking towards it. You know, like the old school help me, help me tied to something um, where it like it comes forward and it stops and it comes forward a bit more and it stops. Like, so you're kind of jerking towards it. And this is when Mickey and Minnie really re-enter the storyline with you. Okay. Um, they've been in the other scenes, but they really aren't part of your storyline. So all this, they show up and they are going to save you. And that's how they kind of come back and your storylines remerge together. So then you see on both sides of you, because you're facing this scene in front of you, the crusher, you're on this conveyor belt and all these machines are beside you and around you. And so they're going through and jumping over and like going through certain parts of the machinery and stuff until they figure out a way to reverse the machine to get you out of there. But Uh. You're in there for a believable amount of time where that suspense is building and they're using kind of you getting closer and closer and closer and um, the music and the sounds and the feeling they say they pump in heat. I really wasn't paying enough attention for you to feel the heat. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, okay, um, no, that's cool. I was curious if the music was like awesome. Like, you know, I'm sure it was like really ominous and awesome at this point. Yes, yes. It's very like classic-y kind of scary music like uh, like deep and you're going towards this thing and like the machine sounds around you and the fire sounds because it's all like coal-based sort of stuff. It's really cool. So Mickey and Minnie come and save your day as they should. They're the heroes of the story and you back out of there real quick and all of a sudden Goofy's back. Your train's back. And because you've been saved, your story's over, and we can all progress towards the end of the show, which is the picnic scene. Why we're all here is for the perfect picnic. Nothing's gonna stop us. Yeah, <laughs> la, exactly. La, 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 la. Gonna eat a picnic. La, 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 la. waterfall. Jefferson Starship. Nothing's gonna stop us. La, la. <laughs> and Pluto is back, and he's also sitting on the picnic blanket. Yay! So, I feel better now. Yes. All right. He doesn't have Stockholm syndrome, right? <laughs> is this where we see the big, what looks like a mural where you see the car kind of the, the, the thing that uh, Kevin was showing you earlier? No, that was the, the first scene, the park. Oh, like, that was a park, that was a park scene. scene. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've been trying to look for pictures of this scene and I can't find any. So no, this is where you have, you have a Pluto, Mickey, Minnie animatronic. You have a couple other animatronics and it's a pretty big scene. Oh, so this is, 
Oh, all animatronic. Okay. Yeah. So this is all animatronic with the screens behind them um, with, you know, the uh, trees and stuff are kind of dancing along to the song. Your train (laughs) conductor's back, Goofy's back. So this is your ending of this. You start in the park, you end in the park. Mickey is really cute. He's strumming the guitar, singing the song to Minnie. So it's really sweet. It's a, it's a good ending. So the beginning and the ending correlate. The middle part is the middle part. The middle part is the middle part. Bit disjointed, yeah. but yeah, it's it's meant to feel like you're just in a series of Mickey Mouse shorts. Shorts, yeah. Yes, yes. And if you go in expecting that and not expecting like this huge storyline, it's awesome. Because you, unless you obviously listen to the spoilers, you don't know where you're going next. You don't know what's going to happen next. And even if you have like a, you, you have a loose idea, but it's kind of feels like a whirlwind. It feels like a cartoon short, like kind of the laws of physics do not apply. You know, you're in danger. You're out of danger. You're falling over a waterfall. You're underwater. You're <laughs> in the sewers. You're in a city. You're dancing with Daisy. They keep it interesting the entire time. There's no downtime in this attraction. There's no You're quiet. always involved in something. So now we're yes. at, this is the end then, right? Yeah. All right. So mm-hmm. I, I, then I, okay. So there's nothing more yet you have to say about things we experienced. Except for the unload area, which you're back in the train barn that you loaded in. And what I found to be really cool is that when you exit the attraction, you exit out of an identical theater to the pre-show theater. Oh, oh nice. so you go back it's, out of the theater. Oh, interesting. It's you like go back through the same the theater. Same, the same theater. And it took me a second of looking around to orient myself and realize that, like, I was like, there's no way they can use the pre-show theater, right? Because it would just make no sense. But it looks that similar and it feels that similar. So it is a really cool bookend that you're going back into the real world, or the human world, I guess, not the cartoon world. Um, and your journey in this Mickey and Minnie short is over. And you, you're going through like a hole in the screen as you came in? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Everything's exactly like you left it. That's kind of cool. Yes. That is a, that's very cool. It is super, super cool. I think that was really well done because they, they could have just left it as an unload area. Here you go. Out the doors. Goodbye. But they didn't. You make that journey back into the real world. All right. Good. Do you exit through a gift shop or? No. No. You exit from there into... Um, the plaza of the great movie ride awesome okay that makes sense yeah because great movie ride didn't have a gift shop either. that is true i didn't yeah. know if they, would, they had the ability they to add, add it yeah. yeah no i'm glad that they didn't that's kind of nice no nope. i'm, I'm sure gonna have one nearby <laughs> of course yeah oh, oh you gotta sell merch off of this come on all right i gotta ask you all right so because i haven't heard you mention the name one time but this is Ooh. supposed to be a pretty big character throughout this entire journey who the hell is chuby that's a great question I don't know. <laughs> oh God! Okay, that's interesting. You wrote so, the rise, and so huh, okay. I was I was reading the articles too, and I I was thinking to myself, I was like, "Who's this bird?" I think there is a bird that is in every scene, but I don't believe he's as important to the plot line as they are saying that he is. Because until I read the articles, I did not notice a bird. Wow, Kevin Rafferty made a huge deal about him. So I, I'm like, well, he's got to be a pretty major part of this attraction. And I'm waiting for his name to come up and not once. No. And I was reading that and I think possibly he could be the reason that Goofy goes the wrong way in the tunnel. Maybe he flies by and hits the lever. But ah, but that's it. Yeah, there's not like, and you never know 
his name from my one ride and I'm going off of one ride. I think if I had multiple rides and if I <laughs> go back now that I know to look for this bird, um, cause I, I don't read anything before I go on attractions. I, like I said, I may be able to piece together why he's there and it's the reason for his storyline. But I think the casual park visitor who is not going to ride this ride multiple times to follow the storyline is going to ride it with, Oh, that's cute. Let's go ride tower of terror. I think they're not going to understand who this bird is because I didn't. Well, I mean, they're selling merch with this bird. <laughs> I know. Uh, it, now that I've looked into it. You got to imagine it's like it plays a pretty big part. But yeah, to have the whole ride go through and not hear a word about him. It's like, okay. well, that's pretty telling. If like even even after one ride, uh, if it's that big of a role, you should have picked up on who it is. But I guess not. Maybe, maybe it's not that big. Maybe I missed something. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, if he was prominent, he's supposed to be in that ride, you would have picked it up. Right, I agree. So it it must be like a a minuscule kind of a thing, if anything. Maybe it's the cutest character that could be put on merchandise. Just these other ones look like death characters. It's a sellable new character that they want to push, but I I would be interested to see what other people say once the ride opens later later this week to see if they have the same thought process on Chubby. Chuby. I had no idea who he was. <laughs> Look out for that yeah. bird. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I think that's telling. Yeah. But no, that's interesting, man. Is, is there anything else that you wanted to disclose about this? Uh, you gave us a pretty good rundown of the entire attraction. That was pretty yeah, exciting. Yeah, very comprehensive. And along with the map. And we'll post a, we'll post a link to the map listeners in our show notes as well. But uh, any, any yeah. final thoughts about this? Um, I know I definitely was saying a lot that like I didn't understand the storyline, but I definitely think this ride can stand without a storyline. I don't think for the casual park visitor, because there is there's the select group of us who are huge park fans and like we want to know everything about everything in this, you know, Sarah Sally Slater in the Haunted Mansion, who she is in her entire life story. But we're the minority. So I think for most people and for what they needed in that park which is a family-friendly attraction it's gonna stand the test of time it's gonna do really really well and it was fun like I said it we had a lot of fun I haven't heard anyone in my department or um, other departments that we work close with who went on it and said I didn't have a good time or I didn't enjoy it so I think it's gonna it's gonna be a good one for people and I really think it's what that park needed as much as like, I wish it had a more comprehensive storyline or um, certain things could be changed about it from like a writing standpoint. That's just what I always look for is like a storyline, but I, I had fun and I enjoyed it and I definitely am going to ride it again in 20 years when we can go back into Hollywood studios. Oh, in 20 years. 20 years huh? <laughs> that's what it feels. That's what it feels like. Um, Are y'all blocked again? I, that's I have no idea. I haven't looked up that far in advance. So we're technically supposed to get a lift on our blackout dates in April, but if the park still is, you know, if boarding passes for Rise of the Resistance are still selling out, I don't see them letting us back in. Right. Oh, okay. So I may bite the bullet and buy a one day ticket just so I can get on Rise of the Resistance because it's killing me. I haven't watched any videos. I haven't watched like read like plot lines because I want to go in as a Star Wars fan blind, but it's getting harder and harder to not be spoiled. You bite that bullet. You go in there. You get that ticket. You get it. Well, hopefully you get a discount at least on the one day. Do you? Yeah, hopefully. 
maybe. Uh, maybe. 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 Let me ask you this real quick, because I heard this as well, and you kind of alluded to there being a reference to the great movie ride while you're riding the attraction. I also heard that the Dapper Dan's make an appearance at one point in time. Is that true? Ooh. Oh, yeah. I heard they were able to on a bike at some point. Mm-hmm. Or like, like, I think maybe that park scene that happened. That's probably where it is. Yeah. I didn't look for them, so I could have missed them. But either that, the park, or the last scene at the picnic would probably be where I would think that they would show up. Makes sense. Yeah. Any other little hidden... I mean, obviously, this thing's full of hidden Mickeys, they say. But, I mean, any other hidden references that you noticed? The Great Movie Ride was really the one that stuck out to me, was the Great Movie Ride one and the carnival scene. And I think, I'm sure there's more Great Movie Ride references. It was a very beloved attraction. So I think for those of us who like to look for those sort of Easter eggy things, I think the rewritability factor is really high with this one. That's good. Yeah, that's what I heard. There's like so much details. Like when you write it again, you'll see other things that you hadn't seen before. Yes. I'm definitely looking forward to being able to ride it again. And I'm sure Steve Barrett's going to publish a new book about all the hidden Mickey's uh, <laughs> in this one attraction. So I got, you know, keep out, keep an eye out for that. So that's I was, but it's going to be its own book. It's, it's yeah. as many as they said. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, I would love to ride it just to look for hidden Mickey's. That would be awesome. Well, cool, Maggie. We thank you so much uh, for uh, giving us a little insight uh, on this day that the attraction will open, if you're listening to this, Wandy Wednesday, their attraction did open on March 4th. So there we are. Um, yeah. So listen to this, watch a video of it. Um, if you do that sort of thing and get excited, I think as Disney fans, we're entering a really awesome era of attractions and parks. And I hope this momentum keeps going as we approach the 50th for Walt Disney World. I think there's a lot of really cool things in store. Absolutely, yeah. This definitely gives us hope between Rise of Resistance and Mickey's Runaway Railway. Mickey and Minnie, sorry, Runaway Railway. Things can only get better from here. For sure. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed that show, talking about the two Bobs, as well as Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. If you want to learn more about us, magicarway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. Also, if you want to voice your opinion, you can get in touch with us through the following way. Shoot us an email at show at magicarway.com. Leave us a voicemail via your speak pipe, put it on our homepage, or call or text us at 1815-MOWEEKEND. That's 1815-BOBWEEKEND. 669-4226. Bob, Bob, Bob. And of course, we got a couple guys who do things outside of the podcast. Number one, Eli. Eli, Bob, what you got going on, sir? Uh, yeah. Bob three, Bob two. I don't know. Bob Poo. Uh, Bob Poo. Bob Poo. Bob Poo. That is my Jungle Book name. Right on. So if you <laughs> like to check out all the work that's out from me, you can go to ivorycomics.com and check out Project H.S. Savages and About to Be Damned. And this is also linked to this podcast, so you never miss a beat. So in case you hear a joke, want to see the art, you can go back to the joke. It's still going to laugh and be entertained at the same time. Now, by the way, uh, so Kirk cool. Landry uh, said that he prepaid for an edition of Savages that he hadn't gotten yet. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, that's why you have the preview artwork on the, on the website. Uh, right now, though, it's, let's see, I got page 23 colored. And, of course, there's a special, you know, we had the, uh, the game show way back, so I had to make sure that some of our guests that won are in the book, which that's coming up. So, Kirk, I forgot about you. You're going to love it. So, love Savages it. isn't actually out. No, that's why I say you got preview artwork for Savages. 
Prajagesha is out. It is out. It is out. Okay. out all out. out. All out there. She's out there. Molly be damn. That's out there. She's out there. Yes. So that's why you haven't received it yet, Kirk, because Savages is still in transition. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's in, <laughs> yes, it's still in the in the coloring stage. It's in the it's in the color stage. But yeah, you can see all of the artwork, beautiful geishas with that put mine to shame. Wow, that's a new plot I need to write down <laughs> right there. And you'll find that out later, I guess. I'll uh, add that on there. Okay. Was that Beijing Chloe? Is that what Beijing we Chloe, I indeed. I never forget these ideas. Beijing. Uh, of course, on Facebook, you can find me there, Eli H. Ivory. Project Geisha has a Facebook page. You can go check that out there. Instagram on there as well, Ivory 504 And, of course, on Twitter, I can be found at Hancock1066. So if you love the madness... And I appreciate the gladness. Thank you very much. And if you want to book a vacation to go down to Walt Disney World so you can experience Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, you can do so through Lee Bob. Lee, tell them how to do this. Just give me a call at 832-431-1621. That's 832-IGER-OUT. 832-I-G-E-R-O-U-T. That actually fits as a number, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's perfectly. I didn't have to shorten it or anything. 1-800-IGER-OUT. Interesting. Okay. And if you're calling Lee to book a trip to Disney World to go see uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, just don't count on him giving you a fast pass to it. That's right. Uh, <laughs> hey, that is the we'll one guarantee. That's the truth. <laughs> That's the one. Especially when you have one day to go, it's very difficult, as you will see. Hey, man, I expect nothing but the best from my travel agent. Breast. Okay. Nothing Breast? but the best. He, he did say you could do a truffle shuffle. Let's see it. Oh, That's okay. Right. <laughs> Turn the video on. Yeah, we got it. Uh, <laughs> email me at Shake your money maker. Come on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> are, you, are you really doing it? <laughs> You're not really doing it. We'll just pretend you did it. No, let me do oh, it. I heard sounds. I heard like. Yeah, I heard sounds. <laughs> how do I know that was yeah. a truffle show? <laughs> anyway, go on. Tell them how to book a vacation. Might have been the sausage shuffle for all you know. But. Uh, <laughs> 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 Email me at lee at magicarway.com. Uh, check me out on Facebook at facebook.com. Yeah, trick him out on travel. <laughs> Good old Kilbasa Travel. You can find me on Instagram at you got a friend in Lee Travel. Longest name ever. That get you hooked up and booked up with no sausage. Tango Avika. I thought you were going to say Iger Avika. I was going to say no Iger Avika. No Baba Avika. I felt it. I was like, I know he's going to say Read my mind. Baba. Will me to it, Riggs. All right, guys, a couple ways you can support the show as a whole. Buy us some beignets right there on our homepage. Buy some clothing so you can represent the show, let people know that we're out there. Easiest way for other people to find this podcast is leave a rating, interview, and Apple Podcasts or wherever you download the show, whether it's Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play Music, etc. Remember, we are part of the BS Podcast Network, whose motto is We Speak Our Minds, so you don't have to. So be sure to support our partners in podcasting over there. Bobcasting. <laughs> Bobcasting. Bobcasting, yeah. And finally, guys, if you want to have a place in which you can freely speak your dizzy mind without fear of retribution, join us in the Weekend Pleasure Island 33 Facebook group. There you'll have the chance to interact with all the famous Mohicans as well as Danny, Eli Lee, Bob, and yours truly. <laughs> <laughs> and we thank you for taking the time out of your day to make it. Ah, <laughs> oh, screw it. <laughs> all your opinions are always welcome to the show. So Mohicans, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name's Bob. <laughs> I'm Bob. Magic. Bob out. <laughs> I have every intention 
of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Ketchup. Did you say ketchup? You said ketchup. 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 Oh, Bob. Bob and weave. Bob. Bob. You know what, Eli? What? It doesn't matter where I am, but I always have Mad Hatter Radio with me. That's it. It's it all is. about the Mad Hatter Radio heart. It is, man. I have it always with me. Uh-uh. When I'm at work, Mad Hatter Radio. That's it. It's when I'm at home, go. Mad Hatter Radio. When I'm in the John, Mad Hatter Radio. That's right. Fits you like a glove because it's like a hat. I'm a madman in there. Because it's Mad Hatter Radio. That's right. <laughs>